What's up, guys? It's been about two weeks since our last show, so let me give you a quick update on what's been going on in society. Dancing TikTok nurses are crying about overwhelmed hospitals. Bill Gates is back in the headlines as an arbiter of science. Multiple countries are closing their borders and locking down. Face masks have been reinstated, and the media is hyping up rocketing COVID infections. Now, while the media wants you to focus in on these topics they consider news, we're going to be talking about what is actually going on in this country and the biggest topics that should be on the forefront of everyone's minds, the war in the unvaccinated, the war in your rights, and what's ahead for 2022. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, and thank you guys so much for tuning in. Due to excessive travel, I haven't been able to do a show for about two weeks, and I asked you guys during those two weeks to get us up to 300 reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we reached that milestone. So first off, I want to say thank you so much to everybody who has left a review. We reached 300. I read every single one and I am so grateful. Leaving a review on Apple Podcasts helps us rise up in the charts and it helps other people find the the show. So thank you guys so much for that. Also, please remember to go to SavSaysOfficial.com where you can always find all of my content and extra videos, locals as well, SavSays.locals.com. And while I was away, I did make a very special episode for you guys, a Christmas special about the Tuskegee Project, MK Ultra, Operation Northwoods, just a couple more topics and reasons why we shouldn't trust the government. So go ahead and go check that out because that's what I left for you guys while I was gone. Now let's jump in to the show today and what is currently going on in society right now, okay? You look at the media, you look at the news, you look at your average politician, and you would think that America was about to be just annihilated by the most vicious, vicious variant of COVID we've ever seen, okay? It's awful out in these streets. People are dying left and right. The hospitals are overwhelmed. The newest variant per the Biden administration is going to equal a severe winter of illness and death. Now, We're going to be going over some old stories, and I want to start off with a recap over the past couple of weeks of some of the biggest stories that we missed. So we're going to go over the recap first. It's about 10 different topics that I wanted to cover, and then we'll be getting into what's currently happening in the most updated news. So let's start off with this recap. Looking at this White House press release about Omicron. Now, the White House released this last week, right before Christmas, because they really wanted to make sure that all Americans were feeling holy and jolly ahead of Christmas. So they decided to release this statement that says, we are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. Merry Christmas from the Biden administration. Just kidding. They didn't say that last part. I added that in, you know, really to just try to make that statement seem a little less horrifying. Not that anybody who who is unvaccinated and has actually been following what's going on in this country is surprised at all or terrified by this statement. But the fact that we had the president of the United States coming forward and saying that you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. If you don't get vaccinated, absolutely disgusting, but we would expect nothing less from this abhorrent administration that has done a great job of destroying America in record time. You know, the the new year is coming up and so many people are looking back and saying, 
What was Joe Biden's year in review? What does it look like? What were some of his major accomplishments? And the first thing that popped into my head was Joe Biden destroyed America in record time. And for that, he should be applauded because he's done his job very well, because that is why Joe Biden was instated as the president to lead America into the Great Reset, into our ultimate destruction, to completely demoralize every single American, to institute climate change tax, to destroy the supply chain, support, destroy the economy, and just make sure that we're really feeling awful about our country, about the state of our lives, and about COVID. And, you know, we're living in fear. We're living in this constant state of perpetual disaster. Joe Biden has done a great job of implementing all of that for Americans. So great job, Joe. You've done exactly what you were supposed to do. Now let's get, you know, because I want to immediately jump into what's going on right now, but let's continue with the recap. Now, while Joe Biden was doing that, uh, Charlemagne the God was interviewing Kamala Harris and he posed a very interesting question about who's really in charge. And Kamala Harris was not having it. I'm sure many of you have seen this clip, but it's absolutely hilarious. So let's watch Kamala Harris when she's actually asked a real question, how she responds, how she acts. Let's listen. So who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really, Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do it's you, Joe Biden. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Joe, and, it's Joe, and it's Joe Biden. And I'm vice president. And my name is Kamala Harris. Wow. That sounded like a really confident woman. I don't know what words to say. My name is Kamala Harris and I'm the vice president. And Joe Biden is the president and I don't know what to say and you asked me a serious and real question but I don't know what to say because I don't know how I became vice president uh cancel cancel that cancel the interview cancel the interview that's Kamala Harris in a nutshell uh even her her who is this Simone Sanders uh, I believe is one of just a part of her press pool, a part of the people who manages her. Simone Sanders tried to step in and stop this entire interview from happening. And Charlemagne was like, Kamala, I know you can hear me. I, I know that you can answer this question. And then that's how Kamala decided to respond. So, you know, it makes sense that Kamala's staffers would try to shut down this interview because they know that when Kamala is legitimately questioned and faces a period of time in her career as vice president in which she has to actually critically think and answer the questions that Americans are posing. She can't do it. She freaks out because she has no idea what she's doing. Nobody knows how Kamala Harris got into office. Just kidding. We do. It's because she's a brown woman. That's literally her only qualifications. And if you think I'm mean for saying that, show me another qualification that puts Kamala in the standing for being vice president, because based on that answer itself, what the hell is she doing? She doesn't even know. Now, it was on, wasn't only Joe Biden and Kamala Harris who have been at the forefront of news as these leaders who have just failed spectacularly in the public eye. Now, a class favorite, Donald Trump, 
a beloved past president who many people have idolized. And I have warned against this many a time. Do not idolize any man because nobody is perfect. So many people have idolized Donald Trump and he has since come forward and been extremely pro vaccine. Now, this is something that I saw coming because Joe, uh, Joe Biden, sorry, there's so many corrupt leaders at this point. I can't even keep them all in order. Sorry, we're on Donald Trump right now. Let's talk about Donald Trump's corruption. And also, if you're one of those who cannot handle criticism of Donald Trump, this is not the channel for you because we criticize any politician who is in the wrong here, whether they're on the right or the left, to be quite honest with you, Democrats and Republicans are the exact same to me. Now, getting into Donald Trump, who has been advocating for and pushing vaccine lies on the American people, I am not surprised by this in the least because Donald Trump is a businessman. And at the end of the day, he is going to do what is most advantageous to his reputation and to his career. We all know that Donald Trump is trying to run again in 2024. He has said this. He's hinted at it. We all know it's something that's going to happen. And so now we're seeing his response to vaccines. And again, he has this response because Donald Trump is responsible for this vaccine, Operation Warp Speed, pushing the vaccine out, getting it out in record time. And he wants to take, I guess, responsibility and he wants the accolades of saying, oh, look at what I did. It was great. It was amazing for his reputation. He thinks it's a good thing for him to say this. And again, if you look during Donald Trump's entire presidency, he would back away from certain people who weren't advantageous for him at that time. Look at how he handled Roger Stone, Michael Flynn. At the end of the day, again, he's not a politician. He's a businessman. So I'm not surprised by these comments in the slightest, but I do think they are disgusting. And for those who are trying to come forward and say now that Donald Trump is just being misled, I don't think he's being misled. Donald Trump is an extremely smart man. We saw him in office for four years. We watched him at his rallies talk for upwards of two to three hours off the top of his head, teleprompter free. You're telling me he doesn't know what's going on. I can guarantee you that he does. He's very aware and he's knowingly lying to the American people. And that is disgusting to me. Let's listen to what he had to say during his interview with Candace Owens. Vaccine is one of the greatest achievements of mankind. We would have had a 1917. Remember, the Spanish flu killed perhaps 100 million people. Actually, it ended the First World War because the soldiers were so. A lot of people don't know that the soldiers got so sick. It was a terrible thing. There was no vaccines. There was no anything. I came up with a vaccine, with three vaccines, mm. all are very, very good. Came up with three of them in less than nine months. It was supposed to take five to 12 years. And yeah, we more say- people have died under COVID this year, by the way, yeah. under Joe Biden, right. than under you. And more people took the vaccine this year. So people are questioning how- Well, no, the vaccine worked, but yeah. some people aren't taking it. The ones, the ones that get very sick and go to the hospital are the ones that don't take the vaccine. Okay, Donald Trump. So the ones that are getting very sick and going to the hospital are the ones that aren't taking their vaccine. Can you show the facts? Can you show the statistics behind that? And also Candace Owens as well. Oh, a record number of people are dying under Joe Biden. No, I'm, I'm really, really frustrated with. Let me calm down with members of conservative media trying to run cover for Donald Trump. Candace Owens knows as well damn well what is going on with these statistics. She knows that they're propaganda. If you have not, go listen to Dr. Peter McCullough's interview with Joe Rogan, one of Joe Rogan's most listened to podcasts. We'll be getting into that here shortly. Why do you think that is? Because people are hungry for the truth and the reality of what is actually going on in this country with this propaganda on statistics, on deaths, on the COVID numbers, on the rates. And so for Donald Trump to come out and say that people are dying when they're not taking their vaccine, 
is a lie. Donald Trump knows it. He's a very smart man. He's very capable and he's not being misled. He sees everything that you and I are seeing. He does. He knows what's going on in this country. And again, just to reiterate that Donald Trump knows damn well what he's saying and pushing. Uh, this is an old article from Insider from back in August of 2021, just this year. Trump dismisses COVID-19 booster shots as a money-making operation for Pfizer. So a man who isn't aware of what is going on with the vaccine would not have come out just a couple months ago and realized that the boosters are a money-making scheme. Again, Donald Trump is a businessman. He knows how businesses work. So the fact that he's coming out now and knowingly lying to the American people to try to save his reputation is disgusting. And this is going to cost him greatly. Some of Trump's biggest advocates have turned on him. So good luck in 2024 to Trump. Now, let's keep going and let's explain why it's so dangerous to push these lies about the vaccination. Now, this meme came out last week. How it started, Vice. Anti-vaxxers are terrified the government will enforce a vaccine for coronavirus. How it's going. From the National Post, New York legislation provides for indefinite detention of unvaccinated at governor's whim. Yes, my friends, you read that correctly. In the next legislative session beginning January 5th, 2022, the New York Senate and Assembly could vote on a bill that would grant permissions to remove and detain cases, contacts, carriers, or anyone suspected of presenting a significant threat to public health and remove them from public life on an indefinite basis. Now, many might say and speculate that this is not something that's ever going to be passed. But the fact that we've reached a point in society where there's even a bill that has been proposed for the unvaccinated to be detained because they are a quote unquote public health threat should terrify all of us and it should light a fire under all of our asses so we understand what's actually going on in this country. We're going to be getting into what's already been going on in New York with NYPD kicking people out of restaurants for being unvaccinated, that in itself should be a big issue. But no, let's overlook as well that legislation is being talked about and proposed that grants permission for the governor to just disappear you for an indefinite period of time because you chose to make a personal health decision regarding a virus with an over 99% survival rate. You might be a healthy person with no underlying conditions. You might have natural immunity. Well, the governor decides you're a public health threat. Now you're going to a freaking gulag never to be seen again. So there you go. Now let's go ahead and keep rolling through this very quickly. This also came out last week. California enacts statewide indoor mask mandate amid Omicron concerns. Sorry, that came out two weeks ago. So there you guys go. The re-implementation of face masks from the Wall Street Journal. Israel bets travel restrictions will buy it time to fight Omicron. So Israel closing down its borders to other countries. They're also looking at that fourth booster shot now. Yes, that is a real thing that is currently happening in the most vaccinated country in the world because vaccines work so well. They are so safe and effective that you need not one, not two, not three, but now maybe be four or five. We really don't know. We really can't say. And also, if you live in the most vaccinated country in the world, uh, yeah, the borders are shut down now because of Omicron. Finally, from last week, one more headline for you. This is from France 24. Over 65s in France without COVID booster shot to lose health pass benefits. France on Wednesday, and this article came out on uh, 12-15, so about two weeks ago. France on Wednesday begins implementing a new tightening of rules in the fight against COVID-19, meaning people aged 65 and over will lose the validity of their health pass unless they have had a third booster shot. So there you guys go. Once again, the COVID conspiracy theorists were absolutely correct in saying that one vaccination was never going to be enough, that if you got your vaccination, you might as well just line up at the door of your latest health clinic and 
continue to get back in line over and over again, because it is now big pharma that decides when your immunity is actually effective and when enough is enough. And guess what? Enough will never be enough because they're making billions while you are being used as a lab rat. So that's just, you know, a quick, a quick run through of what happened over the past two weeks. Now let's bring it back to the modern day. Let's see what's currently going on with Omicron. Now, three headlines that we're going to jump into. The first one from ABC News, the flu is making a comeback in the U.S. after an unusual year off. Where did it go? Did it go on vacation? (laughs) The flu just kind of disappeared for an entire year. It was super unusual. Nobody knows what happens. I mean, we definitely couldn't say that um, people who were being diagnosed with COVID actually had the flu. No, the flu just took a sabbatical. You know, it was having some family issues. It really wanted to go and really find itself and understand who it was and what it really stood for. And now that the flu has had time to really reevaluate and reassess itself, it's now reemerging back into the U.S. after that unusual year off. So the flu making just a surprising comeback, my friends, from the Washington Post. With Omicron, it may be harder to tell if you have COVID, the common cold, or the flu. Wow. You know, to me, it really sounds like Omicron is just the common cold or the flu. The symptoms seem very similar to that of the flu. But no, after an unusual year off, the flu is now making a comeback. And you just have to add that to the mix of all of these viruses and diseases that could potentially murder you and your whole entire family in your sleep. So please continue to live in fear. Also, do we have a test to say if somebody has Omicron or not? No, we don't. What happened to Delta? We don't know. But continue to live in fear. You might have the flu. You might have Omicron. You might have the the newest, latest variant that has yet to be discovered. We don't know. The point is you could die very violently. Okay, so get vaccinated, please, please. Now, Before we delve into the insanity that our media is trying to put us through, because it's just freaking ridiculous at this point, I want to recap this important story because it keeps getting overlooked for some reason. I can't put my finger on why I think you could because you're much smarter than me. My listener is very, very smart. From Sky News on December 14th, and let's not forget, Boris Johnson overreacting to Omicron and creating hysteria, South African doctor, Dr. Angelique Cotiz says. Now, remember that Dr. Cotiz is the South African doctor who found Omicron. And it was initially all of these South African doctors who were like, can everybody chill? Like, this is pretty much the common cold. It's really not that big of a deal. Dr. Angelique Cotiz tells Sky News, John Sparks, many of her patients have mild symptoms and there is a huge gap between the science and what is actually happening. She is asked how many patients infected with Omicron she has seen with the most severe symptoms. She says no one apart from a man with HIV who had pneumonia and comorbidities. So she is saying that the symptoms are extremely mild. She initially came out and said this from day one, and she was saying that South Africa, she felt like was being punished because they discovered this new variant, and then they were getting the borders to other countries closed off to them. They were being uh, you know, told, oh, well, it's because you are not vaccinated enough. That's why this happened in Africa. When in reality, this doctor's like, well, the variant itself actually really isn't that bad and everyone should calm down. 
But the release of the new variant and the the uh, finding out of this new variant was enough for the U.S. And guess what? The propaganda wave that we've already lived through in 2022 has now ensued again. Let's go ahead and go to Drudge Report, which is a huge conglomeration of every important news headlines. Millions of people go to Drudge every single day to go find their news on the top of Drudge, 19.33% Daily COVID surges in New York, peak COVID now, CDC chaos confusion, and Biden is at the beach. Now, earlier today, it was a big picture of Dr. Fauci, and it said over 800,000 COVID deaths under his watch. Is it time for Fauci to step down? And I thought that that was very interesting because under Donald Trump, Fauci was never criticized for his response. Fauci was never condemned for his response. It was always Donald Trump who had the bad COVID response, who was making bad decisions, who was to blame and at fault for every single little thing. But now the blame is starting to be pushed on Dr. Fauci. That's something new. That's something that we haven't seen. But something that we have is, of course, the media coming forward and trying to say that Omicron is the scariest thing that we've ever seen. Again, uh, they've since updated the headlines. But earlier today, you would think that we were living through World War III, the second Holocaust, truly, and that everybody was dropping dead, that the unvaccinated were, you know, essentially the Nazis to the vaccinated, that we were going up to them and we we're just murdering them, gassing them with the amoebas on our breath. I saw this article as well that was like, people shouldn't make comparisons to the Holocaust and what's going on in the modern day. And to that, I would just say, to be quite honest with you, we do need to look back in history to how people were treated to understand the future and where we're headed and what we are seeing in New York, in various other countries, and how people are being treated because of a virus with an over 99% survival rate is very Nazi-esque. We'll get into all of it. Now, remember that Joe Biden talked about how he was going to have the best COVID response, that Donald Trump was just a dunce who didn't know what he was doing with this country, which is why things were so bad. Please recall from November of 2020, Joe Biden tweeted out, I am alarmed by the surge in reported COVID-19 infections, hospitalizations, and fatalities. This crisis demands a robust and immediate federal response, which has been woefully lacking. I am the president-elect, but will not be president until next year. COVID-19 does not respect dates on the calendar. It is accelerating right now. Urgent action is needed today, now by the current administration. So this was Joe Biden back in November of 2020. I don't know who wrote this for him, but uh, you know they were like, oh, everyone's scared of COVID. Let's just say that we have a great COVID response. Now we are going to do what America needs. So that was Joe Biden, right? Well, let's fast forward to the modern day. All right. So this was published just one day ago. We're now back to the current day. We're not going to be recapping old news. Let's see what's going on in, in the modern life now in America since we've been uh, on Christmas break. Biden says he agrees with Republican governors and says there's no federal solution to the pandemic. President pushing numerous federal solutions to pandemic, including onerous vaccine mandate rule. President Biden on a call with governors Monday said he agrees with two GOP state executives that there is no one size fits all approach to mitigation COVID-19, even as his administration is pushing major federal solutions to the pandemic. That's nearly two years old. So there you guys go. Biden says he there, there is no federal solution to the pandemic. Donald Trump was trying to get COVID handled at a state level. And remember what happened. It was like, oh, my gosh, Donald Trump is trying to murder people. I specifically remember in New York. 
he was like, okay, uh, New York should handle their ventilators at a state level because federally it's going to take us longer to help you. And how did the media spin that? They said, Donald Trump tells New York they're on their own, that the feds aren't going to help them, that the federal government says they're on their own and that no one is coming, that everyone in New York is going to be brutally savage and murdered by COVID. And now... We fast forward to uh, December of 2021. We're about to be in 2022 in a matter of days. And Joe Biden's like, yeah, there doesn't seem to be a federal solution. I don't know. I know I tweeted out that there could have been. And I know we all demonized Donald Trump, but I don't know. Like, this doesn't really seem like a federal solution. I'm sorry, guys. Whoops. (laughs) Yeah, I wish that there was somebody else that was previously in office that could have figured this out. But it had to be me. Sweet old Joe Biden that figured out that there's no federal solution and that states should handle their COVID response at a state level. What a surprise. How how did Joe Biden, by the way, respond to this? Let's watch. So what you guys are listening to, if you're a podcast listener, is a video of Joe Biden departing to his Delaware beach house after telling governors there is no federal solution on COVID and it should be solved at a state level. So typical Joe Biden, he turns his back to the press and more importantly to America and her citizens after providing zero solutions, after basically saying, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm the field leader. What does he do every single time he departs to his Delaware Beach House. So we would expect nothing less from Joe Biden on that front. And uh, that's truly not surprising. I feel like the press has seen Joe Biden's backside more than his front side. This is something that we have reported on repeatedly over this past year. Joe Biden, no more questions. Cut the feed, cut the audio. I was watching Joe Biden live the other morning on Newsmax with my family and He's talking to the press about COVID response. And at the end of it, he just starts randomly drinking a coffee. And and the Newsmax correspondents are like, okay, I guess he's done and wrapped up. And I'm just sitting there watching. I'm like, watch, they're about to cut the the audio. They cut the audio. I'm like, they're going to cut the feed now. Goes to black. Because that's Joe Biden and his entire administration. It's a joke. That's why they put him in front of a fake White House set, even though there's a real White House right across the way from where he's at. Well, where we think he's at, he should be in D.C., you know, leading the nation from the nation's capital. But uh, I don't know. He's probably at his Delaware Beach House while Obama or Kamala Harris or whoever the hell is in charge uh, continues to pull those reins and uh, destroy America from within. So that's how Joe Biden decided to handle COVID after hyping up that he was going to have the best response ever after the media demonized Donald Trump for saying that states should handle COVID at a state level, that that is going to be the quickest and fastest way to get things under control. Now the media is like, oh, yeah, Joe Biden, that was the correct answer all along. Congratulations. You are a great president. Now, what are we living through? What are we seeing? I don't even want to report on the propaganda because it's pointless and useless for me to continue saying, look at this, look at that. But we're going to talk about it anyway. We're going to speed through all the nonsense just to reiterate and show you the parallels of about to be 2022 to 2020, two years ago when this first started. 
from WNBC. Breaking New York COVID hospitalizations top 5,500 for the first time since February, a near 190% increase since November. So we've got those scary COVID numbers making a return. Then we have Bill Gates. Just when it seemed like life would return to normal, we could be entering the worst part of the pandemic. Omicron will hit home for all of us. Close friends of mine now have it, and I've canceled most of my holiday plans. So thank you so much. Bill Gates is now back in the news as the the arbiter of science because Bill Gates is the most notorious scientist in America. Just kidding. He's not a scientist at all. But for some reason, we listen to him about vaccinations. What else is going on? We also have Joe and Jill Biden inviting singing and dancing nurses to perform at the White House. Similar to all of the videos shared on TikTok we saw over the past two years where the nurses were dancing, even though they were in the middle of the most horrendous virus and overwhelmed hospitals. And they were talking about how they were running out of PPE and people People were just dropping dead left and right, and they were so overwhelmed that they had time to all dance, synchronize dance, and make these TikToks. We're now seeing the reemergence of these dancing and singing nurses. I absolutely hate to see it. What are some more of these parallels? Oh, we also have frustrated nurses. This video has almost a half million views from ABC News. I'm frustrated because I can't get them out of the freaking waiting room. A nurse at UW Health in Wisconsin on her frustration at the state of COVID-19 in the hospital. The majority of these people are not vaccinated. I find it frustrating. I get really angry. I have a friend who's a nurse and she told me this is all BS. This is all lies. And also, let's remember who is responsible for that nursing shortage? Would it be somebody named Joe Biden who was pushing vaccine mandates and told hospital workers that, hey, if you worked throughout the entire COVID pandemic before a vaccination even existed and you survived and you maybe have natural immunity and you were brave enough to go out and, you know, provide health care for people when other nurses might have been too scared to do it, well, guess what? Now, if you don't want to get forced vaccinated, you have to be fired. You have to quit your job. Sorry, we've played countless videos of nurses walking out of hospitals, being fired, being pushed out. So it's hilarious to me that we're now going to see the reemergence of these nurses saying the hospitals are just so overwhelmed. It's because of the unvaccinated. No, it's because Joe Biden mandated vaccination to nurses who didn't want to get it. And now there's already a shortage. So that that's what you can link your overwhelmed hospitals to. Let's go even further here uh, from Band Blonde on Twitter. My friend is a nurse in Oregon. The local hospital fired over 140 nurses over vaccine mandates. So now they hire a bunch of traveling nurses to fill the positions. And guess what? Travelers don't have to be vaccinated. And then you can scroll through these comments and a lot of people who say as a traveling doctor or as a traveling nurse I'm unvaccinated and can confirm this is true and these are the new regulations that make absolutely zero sense so on top of dancing nurses nurses scared about overwhelmed hospitals which hospitals may be overwhelmed because of their short staff because of Biden's vaccine mandate on top of uh, you know the the Biden administration saying that this is just a dastardly thing that's happening and we're all going to die. We also have the CDC coming out and really just 
redefining all of their protocols once again. We saw this in 2020, and now we're going to be seeing it again in 2022. From USA Today, CDC cuts isolation time for Americans who test positive from 10 days to five days. Latest COVID-19 updates. Now, I'm not going to read this article because there's no point in reading it because it makes zero sense. Remember when the CDC was like, yeah, everybody needs to um, social distance six feet or three feet. It really depends on how you're feeling that day. Maybe three, maybe six. Well, guess what, guys? Now, if you test positive for COVID, um, you don't have to quarantine for 10 days. You could just cut it down to five. If you're vaccinated, if you're unvaccinated, uh, you should just probably prepare to die. Thanks. Thank you for coming to our new update. So there we go. We got the CDC lying to us once again. We absolutely hate to see it. Nobody listens to the CDC anyways, because they're full of crap. <sighs> what else is going on? Let's take a peek at the media. How are they handling all of this? Let's listen to the latest updates on face masks from none other than medical contributor, Dr. Leanna Wen, former Planned Parenthood leader and head. Uh, this is her on CNN. Cloth masks are not appropriate for this pandemic. It was, it's not appropriate for Omicron. It was not appropriate for Delta, Alpha, or any of the previous variants either because we're dealing with something that's airborne. Wow, we're dealing with something that's airborne, so cloth face masks aren't going to work. Now, many people are analyzing this as, okay, the media is scared. Uh, Jennifer Rubin also came forward as well, and she tweeted out that COVID really isn't that deadly, and we need to stop overhyping it and focus on, you know, the people who are actually being uh faced with hospitalization or severe risk from this, we really need to stop overhyping it. So a lot of people have analyzed and said that the reason CNN's coming forward and having their contributors say this type of stuff now, the reason why these other very liberal people who pushed that if you were unvaccinated, that you were going to die immediately, that COVID was going to kill everyone, that face masks were the second coming of Christ and they were the only thing that was going to save your entire soul and redeem you, that six feet of social distancing was the way that that we had to follow everything that Dr. Fauci said religiously or we were all going to die. Many of those people that pushed that are now coming forward and they're like, mm, I don't know. So people are analyzing that they're doing this because it's ahead of 2022, the election's coming up, and they realize that many Americans are getting really tired of this BS. And it's really going to affect the Democrats in 2022. Now, the way that I'm viewing this is that they're trying to cover up for the fact that the vaccinations were so ineffective that they're now trying to blame the face masks for it. And also, maybe they're trying to come in and they're trying to reinstate more restrictions. Remember that initially you could wear a handkerchief over your mouth and that was your face mask. And then airlines said, OK, well, actually, it has to be something that covers your whole mouth. So you could have a cloth face mask, which was still wide open and essentially a handkerchief. But because it was shaped like a face mask, it worked. So my viewpoint on this type of rhetoric and what they're doing with this is that they're either trying to cover for the vaccine and how ineffective it has been by trying to divert some of that blame to face masks, or they're just trying to reimpose further restrictions by now saying even further, what you can and cannot wear and what you can and cannot do with your body, aka you can't wear a handkerchief. Now you can't wear a cloth face mask. It has to be an N95 or a surgical mask, which we all know still doesn't work in preventing COVID because the particles of COVID are so much tinier than the weave of the face mask. So they still travel through anyway. It's ridiculous. So you have one side of the media doing that. You have another side of the media still 
praising the vaccine as the only thing that is ever going to save us in society. This was Rachel Maddow and her take on the vaccine. And hopefully YouTube doesn't take my video down for misinformation because this is a crock of BS. Right? Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way, now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. If we just go fast enough. Okay. I can literally feel my heart beating faster because listening to that pissed me off to no end. Now, if Rachel Maddow was not a complete baffling psychopathic idiot who was intent on spreading propaganda for the state because that's all she is, is a state propagandist who works for the government, spreads propaganda and lies to psychologically manipulate the masses. If she was actually a real journalist, she could do something as simple as go on Google and type in, can a vaccinated person spread COVID, right? 50 to 100 headlines. Yes, 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 they can. But because Rachel Maddow is such a psychopathic loser and a liar and is so intent on psychologically manipulating the masses, she refuses to do any real journalism. Not only that, but she is knowingly and willingly lying to the American people because and at this point, I'm not I'm not going to make excuses for anybody who is this. And this isn't willful ignorance either. Rachel Maddow knows exactly what she's doing. She's lying to the American public. She's lying to the American people. And maybe from her perspective, that's because she's in the media. And guess what sells? Fear sells. Fear is good for MSNBC. Why do you think she pushed Russian collusion for Trump's entire presidency almost? Because she knows that these fake headlines, this fake fear, these fake lies is what pushes the media, is what pushes the narrative, and it's what people want to click on. It's what people want to see. So she continues to spread these freaking rampant lies that she knows are lies because like Donald Trump, she's a smart woman, okay? I don't think that Rachel Maddow is an idiot. She knows exactly what she's doing, just like Donald Trump does, and she's knowingly spreading writing these lies because she wants to keep perpetuating this narrative so she can keep getting clicks and headlines and drumming up that fear because that is her position on this chessboard that we're all being played on and with with this psychological manipulation okay like this is literally a giant game of chess you have the media their role is to continue to push that fear in that narrative you have the politicians whose goal is to lock everybody down and make sure that you know, the media is allowed to free reign, spread lies. You have the militia wing of the Democrat Party, BLM and Antifa, who keep everyone silent and subservient. Also, NYPD as well. If you speak out, guess what? You're going to get cracked over the head with a baton from one of those militant wings. Take your pick. So in this grand game of chess that we are all unwillingly playing, that is Rachel Maddow's move. That is her position. And that is is what she is meant to do. So great on her. She's eloquently and beautifully telling these lies, but disgusting behavior. I would never, because I'm not a liar and I couldn't sleep at night knowing that I was making millions off of scaring the crap out of people and spreading known lies. Now let's go even further because Rachel Maddow is just, again, one piece 
on this grand game. And in this grand scheme, we also had Mayor Lori Lightfoot come out with this one last week, right before Christmas. To put it simply, if you have been living vaccine free, your time is up. If you wish to live life as with the ease to do the things you love, you must be vaxxed. This health order may pose an inconvenience to the unvaccinated. And in fact, it is inconvenient by design. So there you guys go. Just another admission that these psychopathic freaks are not going to stop until all of your rights and freedoms are gone. And if you think that this is going to stop when everybody gets vaccinated, you would be sorely mistaken, my friend. You should see what's going on in the UK. That is the last story of this show. And I would highly recommend that you wait until the end because the last story that I'm going to end on here ties in perfectly to this. Because this is never going to end with vaccination. Rachel Maddow is lying to you. This doesn't end with vaccination because look at the vaccinated right now. Now, in what did we just read? In France, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, if you uh, don't have your booster shot, your COVID pass doesn't work anymore. So this is never going to end until people decide it ends. And I'm pissed off right now because I was in Costco today and I saw so many people in face masks. So many damn people. The majority were wearing face masks and it pisses me off because I'm in Texas. I'm supposed to be in a red state and this is the propaganda and the bullshit that I have to see every single day. I get pissed off and I get upset because you can't just turn off Twitter He can't just walk away from the computer screen. He can't just turn off the media and say, okay, I don't want to see the propaganda. It's done. It's in every single one of our lives every single day. We as a society are so immersed in this complete BS that it's impossible to get away from. I walk outside of my house. I see people in face masks being psychologically like what I see when I see people in face masks is a psychological torture victim of the government. Really and truly. So I can't get away from the propaganda. And then I go on social media to try to see what's going on in our country. And then I see stuff like this. This psychopathic woman who is on an airplane harassing a gentleman for not wearing a face mask. He says it's because he was eating. That's why he wasn't wearing it. I say, F you, lady. Nobody should be wearing face masks. Side note here. I traveled. I was on four different flights. And for two of those flights, I just didn't put a face mask on. I walked through TSA in one of the airports and I just didn't put a face mask on because I don't put one on until people force me to do it. And even at that point, sometimes I like put it on and I just take it right back off. And I'm like, okay, tell me to come put it on again. They don't, they don't. I sat through an entire flight. Nobody told me to put a face mask on once. So I also want us to all understand that that psychological manipulation of, oh, this is a federal law. This is a federal mandate. You'll go to jail. No, it's not. I have, I have been doing this type of protest where I just don't wear the face mask for two years at this point, have never been arrested. And fortunately for me, have never faced somebody like this, or I would probably be in jail. Let's watch this video. Yes, you are. Yeah, you are your fucking mask on. Who invited I'm you? Eating, I'm eating and I can drink your ass up. You don't you, you dare to talk to me like that. God damn it. You I'll stand, to you stand yourself up. Stand your ass up.
Okay, so for my podcast listeners, what you're listening to and what you just watched is a psychopathic Karen unmasked on a freaking flight telling a guy he needs to put his mask on. What the hell is going on? And this is why I hate these people too, because this woman is violently screaming at this old man saying that he needs to put a mask on while she's unmasked. Somebody explain this to me. This woman's a psychopath and she's being dragged out like, put your mask on! Like she's going crazy, screaming as she's being dragged out of the airplane and she doesn't have a mask on. It's like at that point and what this symbolizes and what we all need to understand out of this video is that the face mask, the vaccination, people coming up to you and trying to infringe on your rights and freedoms, on your right to breathe raw air. All it is, is a gigantic power trip. And again, this video perfectly exemplifies that. Do you think this woman's actually scared of COVID? No, because if she was, she would have had her face mask on. Do you think this woman actually cared that this gentleman wasn't wearing a face mask? No, or she would have had her face mask on. Do you think that this woman cares about anybody's health or safety? No, if she did, she wouldn't have been trying to throw punches in a tiny little airplane where other people could get hit or hurt. She wouldn't be screaming, therefore launching all of her amoebas out of her unmasked mouth into this tiny confined space. This woman doesn't care about health, safety, or COVID. This is about power. It's about control. And this is an example of all of the people who have gotten drunk on that power and that control. And when they see somebody who has the audacity to walk around without a face mask, that's why they have to treat you like public enemy number one. That's why you are demonized. That is why you are dehumanized because they are upset that you have the audacity to freely think that you are not like them, that you are not a sheep, that you are still alive, that you still have a spirit, that you have not been taken by the government and you are not subservient to them. It infuriates them to no end, which is why they act the way that they do. And which is why every single person that is watching this show needs to continue to go out and walk around without a face mask to push back against these people. You know, I almost got kicked out of the, uh, airport when I was traveling on one of my flights because the TSA agent didn't like my attitude. Didn't like my attitude. Again, I will walk through TSA as far as I can until they tell me to put a face mask on. And I usually have to put it on after I show them my ID. Now, this is the stupidest thing. Usually you have to wait in line. And then when they go up and they check your ID, they tell you to take your face mask down so they can check and see that, you know, you match your ID photo. Now, I usually just keep the mask off until that point because I'm like, well, you're already going to make me take the mask off anyway. So this TSA woman sees me without my mask on. She sees my ID. OK. And she goes, um, you need to put your mask on. You're not going to get through TSA without it. And I was like, OK. So I put it on and then she goes, it needs to go over your nose. So I put it up over my nose and I snatch my ID out of her hand. And because of that, because of my attitude, because of my eye roll, and because I took my ID back aggressively, she threatened to call security on me. I walked away. I took my ID and I walked away. I got in line and I just stood there and I just said, don't, don't escalate, don't escalate. And she was trying to yell at me and I just kept ignoring her. I could hear her calling me like, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. And I just kept ignoring her. I was like, whatever. And then she got like five other people in line behind me to like also call me. And so I turned around and she said, is there a problem? Do I need to call security? And I was like, is there a problem? Do you need to call security? Do you feel threatened? And then she was just like, if there's a problem, I'll call security. And I was just like, okay. And then I turned around and then security came up to me and they said, you need to put your face mask over your nose. And I was just like, okay, sure thing, guy, sure thing. Have fun getting off on your power trip. You're a psychopath, you're an authoritarian, and I hate you.
I want to be calm. I really do. But then authoritarian fascist psychopaths come and try to impede on my rights and freedoms because it is my right and freedom to walk around without a face mask. It's your right and freedom to get vaccinated and to look like this woman if you'd like to. For my podcast listeners, this is a woman that has taken three Pfizer vaccines. She said she took a negative rapid test. She has natural immunity. She has an N95 sealed to her face with surgical tape. She has a secondary mask for displaying opinions. She has a face shield. She has vinyl gloves. She has touchscreen gloves. And she has a crap ton of Xanax. Now, it is your right to look like a psychopathic freak like this if you would like to and actually destroy your own immune system and destroy your entire body by duct taping a face mask to your face. That's your right to do. Am I going to judge you? A little bit, yeah. If I saw somebody walking through the airport like this, I'd be like, you're a freak. And then this person would probably look at me and go, oh my gosh, that person's actually a domestic terrorist for breathing raw air and not wearing a face mask. Oh my gosh. So it's just like, great, that's America. We should all have our rights to do that. She has her right to look like this. I have my right to look like this. The problem is, is that this is the type of person that would come up to me and make a big stink about the fact that I am not wearing a mask. This is the type of person that we are coddling in society. And it's these psychopaths that are allowed to dictate who is allowed to live a normal life. And it's disgusting. Let's keep going. It's not just people like that. We also have this guy, Aiden, who made an entire Twitter thread taking pictures of people in airports without face masks on. And he's tagging United, which is the airline that he's on. He's like, I'm in this terminal. I'm near this person. This is the seat number. I asked this man behind me to put his mask over his nose and he didn't. And the United flight staff didn't do anything about it. So I'm going to go to Twitter and have a bitch fit because I'm a soy boy loser. <laughs> These are the types of people that are allowed to dictate in society who is allowed to eat and who is allowed not to eat and go to the grocery store. So that is why I say to push back. That's why I say to get aggressive because these type of types of people do need to be confronted and they need to be pushed back on because they're bullies and they're psychopaths and they're on a power trip. Now I'd love to continue to elaborate on these things. We have so many headlines to get to. So let me just speed through and I'll elaborate as we, we go through because on top of these psychopathic freaks, being able to dictate in society who is allowed to live normally and who is allowed not to be a part of normal society. Uh, we also have big tech that comes in and continues to push the propaganda as well from Mediate. This came out two weeks ago. Twitter to penalize users who claim vaccinated people can spread COVID-19. Twitter will begin imposing penalties on users who claim that vaccinated people can spread COVID-19 according to a change quietly added to the website's terms of service. So there you guys go. Uh, even though CDC Director Rochelle Walensky has come forward herself and the CDC has said that, yes, vaccinated people can actually spread uh, COVID-19, Twitter's going to delete you off the face of the earth if you spread that fact because um, very, very bad. You cannot do that. Sorry. Truth, not allowed. Not allowed. Now, more than ever, people are hungry for the truth. And well, the majority of the news that I have talked about today has been truly infuriating. There is a positive wave that is going on in America and around the world. For example, just heard that the Joe Rogan and Peter McCullough interview is reportedly the biggest podcast Joe has ever done. 40 million listeners to date. And uh, this is just some Twitter guy who posted this and I did look into it. And uh, apparently this is one of Joe uh, Rogan's 
biggest podcast to date with almost 40 million listeners. One of his most popular with Dr. Peter McCullough. And why was that? Because people are hungry for the truth, because people are tired of listening to Bill Gates, who's not even a doctor, talk to them about why they should be scared. They're, they're tired of listening to Dr. Fauci, who botched his response to the AIDS epidemic and who has been misleading this entire country for two years at this point. They're tired of the lies. They're tired of the propaganda. And they want to listen to the reality of what's going on, which is why this was Joe Rogan's most listened to podcast. Let's listen to a short clip from, from this podcast. I was faced with more and more of my patients getting sick with COVID-19. And what I told people all over, I said, listen, I can't let the virus slaughter my patients. I'm not going to do it. I said, there's got to be something I could do. Early on, I used hydroxychloroquine, other drugs in combination. Once a pure Corey, I give him great credit. His first contribution is actually uh, steroids in the use of COVID-19. So we started using steroids once it was shown to us. Uh, we added steroids. The data started coming out anticoagulants. And that's how I put it together. I tell you, Joe, every single one of my high-risk patients, I've always treated to prevent hospitalization and death. Of the 800,000 deaths that we are right now, I can tell you to a one, they've received either no or inadequate early treatment. So in your opinion, if your protocol had been established and distributed worldwide, if people had recognized that this is a way to deal with early treatment, you think that the overall number of COVID deaths would have been significantly reduced? I testified in the U.S. Senate November 19, 2020. I told Americans under oath that 50% of the lives at that time could have been saved. We were at about 250,000 deaths, based on what I knew. I then testified on March 10th, 2021, in the Texas Senate, sworn testimony. I upped that to 85% of the deaths could have been avoided. We know that because we carried out studies. We did one with Proctor here in, in Dallas-Fort Worth, where we demonstrated that even the early primordial protocols before the monoclonal antibodies, when we use drugs in combination, were associated with 85% reductions in hospitalizations and deaths compared to fair comparator groups. And for death, we use the Tri-County Area and DFW averages age-adjusted. And for hospitalization, we use the Cleveland Clinic Calculator, which is a very precise estimate of the risk of hospitalization. So then, simultaneously, Derwand and Zelenko showed that from our own New York data, and then Didier Rial showed it from Marseille, France. So we have three different areas showing early multidrug therapy as an outpatient works substantially, and we've had a giant loss of life, a giant number, millions and millions of unnecessary hospitalizations. Uh, and it seemed to me, and, I, and I've told Tucker Carlson and many others, it seems to me early on there was an, an intentional, very comprehensive suppression of early treatment in order to promote fear, suffering, isolation, hospitalization, and death. And it seemed to be completely organized and intentional in order to create acceptance for and then promote mass vaccination. So there you guys go. Again, if you have not listened to that podcast, Dr. Peter McCullough and Joe Rogan, I would highly encourage you to go listen to it. It's three hours long, but it's three hours of some of the best and most in-depth information you're going to get regarding what has happened over the past two years. And also, since I did play that clip, because it is dangerous to play truthful clips on YouTube, I will direct you to uh, and remind you to go to the podcast. The links are down below and go and follow the show on podcast as well, because oftentimes YouTube will take down my videos, especially uh, one like this where we're talking about a lot of truth. So go follow the podcast as well, because if I ever get suspended here on YouTube, I will still be sure to put the episodes and the regular shows out on podcast and my web on my website, sassesofficial.com. So why is this Joe Rogan's most popular podcast? Why is it that Dr. Peter McCullough was 
so popular? Why is this podcast so interesting to the American people? Because they continue to see headlines like this one. New York Times, Pfizer says its two-shot vaccine didn't perform inadequately, didn't perform adequately in children two to five, and it will test a three-dose series for official authorization. Now, we were told that this vaccine was both safe and effective. It sounds so much like the abortion argument, um, safe and rare, or rare and I can I don't even know what it is because I don't pay attention to the abortion, whatever slogans, but basically uh, one of the specific words that they use in regard to abortion is that it's rare. Okay, it's a very rare thing. We see the same type of logic applied to the vaccination. It's safe and effective. Okay, abortion's rare. The vaccination is safe and effective. The vaccination's so effective, in fact, that you have to take uh, upwards of four boosters for it to actually work. Vaccination, very effective. So that's why uh, Dr. Peter McCullough is so popular right now is because people are tired of seeing these headlines and they want to know why they're seeing headlines like this. And they want to know why they're seeing so many upticks in deaths. For example... From today, Emmy Award-winning Canadian director Jean-Marc Vallée shocks Hollywood after he suddenly dies of a heart attack at age 58. Now, I was reading Alex Branson's substack because I'm unaware if he was vaccinated or not. But Alex Branson did talk about how he previously was, I believe, at some type of event or was giving a speech at a uh, Canadian venue that required vaccination. And so... Whether or not he was vaccinated, that's the only thing that we can point to, but we cannot confirm. Very interesting that we're seeing the sudden upticks in heart attack deaths, though. From Chuck Costello again, breaking report, four young soccer stars from four different countries died this week after suffering sudden heart attacks. And of course, the media is silent. Uh, This came out earlier this week, and so it's only showing three of those soccer players that died from heart attacks in the last week. Um, One was from Croatia, the other was Algerian, and um, the third one has a name that I'm not going to try to pronounce, but if you look at the age of the soccer players, 23, 30, and 29, they all died of heart attacks in the last week, that number growing from three to four. And we've gone over the increased upticks in heart attack-related hospitalizations and deaths, not only in soccer players, but in young teen boys, in young children, young Boy, the CDC, one of the first CDC investigations was into a young boy who died in his sleep after getting his COVID vaccine. I have that article on my website, sassesofficial.com. I have an entire research page where I gather all of these headlines so we can all see and understand what's going on because no one's reporting on it. And then if you report on it, you get deleted off the face of the earth. So uh, that's why people are seeking out podcasts like Dr. Peter McCullough's because they want to know what is going on in reality to this vaccine? And he lays it out very well with the myocarditis, the pericarditis, with the hospitalizations, how this vaccination affects the heart. He goes into spike proteins, all of it. Go listen to it. I promise you, you will not regret it. So on the one hand, um, that's what's happening with the vaccination. We are seeing all of these adverse side effects. But of course, we have Donald Trump championing championing it still and the entire media running cover for what's actually going on in this country. And then for those of us who have remained unvaccinated, for those of us who have held strong against the mass psychological warfare that we've been under for the past two years, this is how we're being treated. Now, this was a five-year-old little boy who got swarmed by NYPD for eating at a restaurant with his family and not having a vaccination card. Let's watch where the state of America is currently at. She's just basically saying that she can't serve otherwise. If you're not going to patron, you know, you have the, uh, the card. You I know, I know. But you don't have it, then you have to leave. And if not, you're 
Wow. Scaring a child, traumatizing a child. Hope you feel good about yourself, NYPD. So this NYPD officer is threatening to arrest this family for not having their papers. So for anybody who was listening to this show and thought it was extreme for me to say, hey, let's look back in the past, what's currently happening here in the future. For all of the writers who keep saying that trying to compare the modern day to the Holocaust and make comparisons there is an atrocious thing that we should never do. These police are kicking a family out and harassing and terrifying a little five-year-old boy and making him cry because he doesn't have his papers to identify himself as vaccinated or unvaccinated. And like I started this show out with, if you missed it, there's legislation being proposed in New York for the governor to disappear people for an indefinite period of time if they're what New York deems a public health threat. I want us all to understand and see what's going on in this country because for some reason, seldom few do. And so many people are just so mm, nonchalant, blasé about what's currently happening. It should infuriate everybody. And it's not just this little five-year-old boy. Over the course of the past two weeks, I've also seen many other clips like this. Unvaccinated New Yorkers went into an Applebee's, tried to have a bite to eat. They got arrested. We also had protesters entering a Burger King getting arrested. Let's watch that quickly. So again, for podcast listeners, this gentleman had the audacity to go into a Burger King without a vaccination and NYPD is arresting him. And we're seeing more and more of these types of protests because this is discrimination. At this point, and I keep hearing from the media, oh, well, you can homeschool your kids. You can grow a farm and grow your own food if you don't want to get vaccinated. No one's forcing you to do anything. Are you kidding me? Are you serious right now? We're not forcing you to do anything. We're just trying to make your life as difficult as possible, as admitted by Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, until you submit and comply. And guess what? When you get your vaccinations like we forced you to, we're going to keep making you get more and more and more and more forever. And you're never going to get out of this. And again, I'm going to show you guys what this ultimately leads to because it's happening right now in the UK. Now, on top of people being arrested for going into restaurants without their vax cards. And I too can now be added to the list of people who have been denied service and denied a seat at a table because I was not vaccinated. My family and I have been going to this restaurant in California for generations. And that family tradition is now over because you cannot sit down and eat in the restaurant without a vaccination passport. You can stand in the restaurant and order your food and take it to go, but you can't sit down and eat. Discrimination, this is a forced 
vaccination forced mandates. This is a corrupt government. This is a tyrannical government. And the Constitution was specifically created to keep the government from becoming this tyrannical. And 2A was created to protect us from a tyrannical government. That's all I'm going to say on that front. But we are inching closer and closer to needing to protect ourselves. That's a very sad thing. And why do we need to protect ourselves? What am I talking about when I say that the government and all these corrupt politicians and corporations are forcing you to get vaccinated? This is what I'm talking about from CNBC. Kroger to take away paid COVID benefits, add insurance surcharge for unvaccinated employees. Kroger is taking away paid leave for unvaccinated employees who get COVID-19 and requiring some of them to pay a monthly health insurance insurance surcharge starting next year. The new policies are intended to encourage staff to get the COVID vaccine, encourage force. The country's largest supermarket operators will still provide paid leave to fully vaccinated employees who get breakthrough cases. That's my favorite part of this whole freaking article because they know that the vaccine doesn't work. So if you get, if you still get COVID, even though you're vaccinated, well, you can get time off. But if you're unvaccinated and you get COVID, and then you survive it, and then you have natural immunity, well, guess what? We're going to ruin your whole freaking life. So F Kroger, and I've only ever shopped there a couple times, but their supermarkets are disgusting anyway, so I didn't go to Kroger's. But uh, if you do, I would highly recommend finding somewhere else because they're a trash company who are, again, authoritarian, tyrannical fascists. Take your pick on which label you want to put on this. It's disgusting. Now, it's not only... The working class who are being targeted with this, it's also the elderly, it's also people with underlying conditions who are in hospitals, who are in nursing homes that are being targeted with this. A resident of a California care facility died of cardiac arrest because paramedics refused to enter the facility because they were scared of COVID. Let's go ahead and listen to that now. COVID rules lead to the death of a resident of a care facility. The patient wasn't breathing and nurses at the facility called paramedics who allegedly said they couldn't help until the man was brought outside. Here's Jim Murray. A 56-year-old man is stricken with a heart attack, but paramedics refused to enter the acute care facility where he was taken ill. The reason? Fear of COVID. Police body cam video shows a take charge cop going into the facility in California while the paramedics remain outside. They're not going to come in. They're saying it's a state law that they can't come in. The paramedics allegedly insisted the 56 year old patient be brought out to them. The police officer had to push the bed, which has no wheels, down the corridor while nurses continued performing CPR. Someone get up there to help her steer it and I, I can push it. Only when the man was brought outside did the fire department paramedics start treatment. The police officer's report on the incident says nurses were distraught and pleading for help. Fire personnel insisted on the patient being brought to them outside before they began life-saving efforts and made no effort to assist me, he wrote. Sadly, the 56-year-old man died. It happened at this... So there you guys go. Cowards are running our streets. People are dying because of fake COVID policies and laws that don't really actually exist. And these paramedics and firefighters let this man die on their watch. Pretty sure when you are in those types of fields, you take an oath to protect people's lives. So more disgusting behavior on this front. 
And if they're that afraid of a tyrannical government or they're that afraid of COVID, then they should quit their jobs and go stay at home and live off of welfare benefits because they're communist loser psychopaths. We don't need them as a part of society because all they're doing is hurting people. And that's what they did. They just hurt this poor 50-year-old man. He's dead now because of those cowards. Now, let's also see what's going on with COVID insanity. This came from last week. Sports Centers says, with injuries, COVID cases, and an inordinate minutes, whatever. I can't even read this tweet. I've been reading so many headlines at this point. But basically, Sports Center said that Kyrie Irving is being brought back out to play uh, basketball games because so many NBA players are getting COVID. Reminder that the majority of the NBA is vaccinated, and Kyrie is not. And now he's being brought back to play because all the vaccinated players are getting COVID. We also had LeBron James posting this on Instagram. It's the Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. It says cold, COVID, and flu. We don't like LeBron James in the slightest. But the fact that even this idiot of all idiots is waking up, maybe there is hope for the future. I don't know. We also had the Southwest Airlines CEO come out and say that masks don't add much of anything to protection. Let's actually listen to this quick clip before we wrap up here. And I tell you guys again where this is all ultimately leading to. And uh, I would like to point out as well that Southwest is one of the only airlines that I fly, guys. Check them out. Will we ever, do you think, be able to get on an airplane without masks? The, the statistics I recall is 99.97% of airborne pathogens uh, are captured by the HEPA filtering system and is turned over every two or three minutes. We use UT Southwestern and Stanford School of Medicine. But, um, yeah, I, I think the case uh, is very strong that uh, masks don't add much, if anything, uh, in the uh, air cabin environment. It's very safe and very high quality com compared to uh, uh, any other indoor setting. So there you guys go. All I'll say is that everything, every single time I'm on a Southwest flight, I uh, have a good time. It's a very enjoyable flight. Fly Southwest, my friends. Fly Southwest if you catch my drift. A couple more headlines here before we get to that final story. <clears throat> From KABC, this came out two weeks ago as well. Los Angeles Unified School District postpones vaccine mandates until fall of 2022 after 30,000 plus students remain unvaccinated. So that's why we say hold the line and push back. Do not bend the knee. Do not give your rights and freedoms away. Hold the line and uh, good things will come from it. Also, this hilarious, uh, just different conglomeration. Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for here? My brain's going into uh, shutdown mode because we've talked for over an hour at this point. Uh, it's like a collage of different headlines from various news sources uh, from the UK, from Mirror. Brits warned over Christmas tree syndrome that could prove deadly. Christmas trees could trigger fatal asthma attacks and then a wave of cardiac conditions possibly linked to mysterious climate change and too much freedom makes young people feel unsafe and unprotected. A possible explanation of alarming myocarditis events. So just some examples of how the UK is trying to spread propaganda and divert some of those heart related issues, myocarditis, pericarditis, um, you know, lung issues, pulmonary issues, how they're trying to divert that away from the vaccine and onto having too much freedom because too much freedom makes young people feel scared. And then you guys, they get myocarditis because that is how science works. Now, finally, where was I leading up to with this entire show and everything that I laid out for you? Breaking the NHS, this is in the UK, 
The NHS app used for COVID domestic and travel passes now collects data on mental health, social circumstances, political opinions, lifestyle, alleged criminal convictions, and will be used as identity document for right to work and right to rent. So that is from the NHS website in the UK. This uh, COVID pass that they now have. Their app is now going to be collecting your mental health condition, your individual lifestyle and social circumstances, again, your criminal behavior, your political opinions, aka a social credit score, aka, oh, uh, we see here on your NHS app that you attended a COVID protest. We are going to have to uh, keep you from renting this apartment. And um, we're also going to have to force you out of your job. Sorry, you denied the government. You you shared a post on Facebook about Dr. Peter McCullough and how a COVID deaths could have been severely less with the, you know, treatments before hospitalization. Yeah, we're going to have to ruin your life and cancel your bank accounts and put you in jail. So that's what this is all leading up to. And again, uh, going back to how all of our politicians are speaking to us, all of the ridiculous laws and restrictions, how we're essentially seeing a reiteration of 2020 news stories. I swear the media is just bored at this point and they're recirculating what they had in 2020 and they're just like replaying it in 2022. They're just replacing COVID with Omicron at this point. Uh, that, that's what this all leads up to. It all leads up to all of us having our vaccine passports as a way for the government to track us and then ultimately track our political opinions, our our ideas, the protests that we've been to, our criminal histories, whether or not we should have the right to work, the right to rent, the right to be a part of civil society. That's what all of this leads to. So I want you guys to understand that, that this isn't just about a COVID passport. This isn't just about vaccinations. This isn't about helping your neighbor and being nice and friendly and just doing the right thing. No, this is about the government coming in and fully taking away your rights and freedoms. It's about never having the country that we once knew and loved. It's about everything being destroyed. It's about the government coming in, ultimately microchipping and tracking everybody and keeping you from being a part of civilized society. So push back, fight back. Do not allow these tyrannical fascists to come in and force vaccinate you. We need to stand up now. We need to continue to fight and cut through this propaganda, this mass psychological warfare. It's been two years. We're about to go into our third. Say no, truly just say no and stop giving into this madness. If you see someone wearing a face mask, genuinely go up to them and say, you know what, as your fellow American, I care about you a lot. Why are you wearing your face mask? What happened to you? What did you read? What was said to you that has put you into this perpetual state of fear? Because as your fellow American, I see the problem here and I want to help you. So go out and do that. And again, thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode. We talked about a lot of off-limits topics for YouTube. So in the case that you don't hear from me for some reason, remember to go follow the podcast, uh, Rapid Fire with Savannah Hernandez, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Please go leave a five-star review if you like the show. I read every single one. Also remember to go to sassesofficial.com, my website, where you can find all of my videos and my research. And if you'd like to support me, my PayPal link is down below, or you can support me at sassesofficial.locals.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez.